0: What the Tech Africa? Podcast powered by Techno Nigeria. Stop at nothing.
1: So this episode focuses on ways healthcare is being transformed using digital innovations. Today, we bring you Loretta Hamza. Loretta is a renowned public health practitioner. She addresses structural challenges in Africa's health sector through a social initiative she founded called Communal Health Support Scheme. Yeah, hi guys. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I just jumped right in. <laughs> well, yeah. That's fine. Because, I mean, your bio, your bio is like, I'm not done yet. <laughs> hold on, hold on. She also co-founded Librates, a United States-based health tech platform bridging the gap between consumers and providers hello loretta
0: hi jessica so so happy to be
1: here i mean my head is swelling i'm just like oh my god is that my biodiary? <laughs>
0: oh jesus no
1: but yeah I'm, I'm happy i'm happy to be here thank you it's a pleasure to have you here like it's a pleasure and i'm very very happy you said yes so let's jump straight into health But before we talk about what tech is doing in health right now, I'd like us to talk a bit more about what health was before now. Hmm. And also, I know that you've done a lot of community outreach, you know, Mm -hmm. health, going to Mm -hmm. rural communities and all of that. So tell us about that and how you actually got into health. Like what made you decide, you know what, I want to spend the next 5, 10 years of my life Making changes in health.
0: I feel like you just asked me 10 questions in one. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to try my best to pick them one after the other and just keep going and rolling. So how did I get into health? I'll start with that one. I've always wanted to be in health. In fact, growing up, like my parents teased me about it till date. I'm always like, I want to be a medical doctor. I remember a time when my dad was coming from the uk and then he bought me a kit of he has he he had the stats he had the injections he had the sub just something that children can like play with you get and so it was so cool to have that i would go around the house testing people just playing um but then when i got into secondary school about to graduate I fell in love with my biology teacher mm-hmm. and I asked her, Oh, what did you study in university? And she was like, microbiology. And then, and then I changed from my dream of becoming a medical doctor <laughs> to becoming a microbiologist, which I regretted first year in Babcock university. I was like, Nope, I want to study medicine. I want to go back to medical school. I'm not doing this. I want to, okay. If, Medicine is full, can I at least go to nursing? But I mean, I was stuck with microbiology. And then I just knew that, you know what, you're in this, you come out well. And the hope at that time was when I finished from microbiology, I would go and get my second degree in medicine. But boom, 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 I failed my exams. (laughs) And I feel like that part was just maybe God, not maybe, God was definitely leading me to where I am today, which I am very grateful for. And I do not despise doctors, but I'm happy that I did not go the route of medicine. So I was working first in a communications firm, um, Somi Solutions. I don't know if you guys know Somi Solutions. And Liz was my manager at that time, my our boss. And she really, really, really walked me through a baptism of fire (laughs) like she made sure that i was grounded in comms um and even when i left like not just comms but comms, the digital space technology you know she just opened my eyes to see that you like healthcare that's cool but there's a world outside where you need to merge things together to make them work so you see the fintechs you see the um Edutex, they are communicating, right? So communication is like a skill that is essential for whatever sector, and that sort of was good for me. But then, how do I satisfy healthcare? In fact, I think I gave up on healthcare to be honest. And then I walked into Makoko, and I realized that they didn't have any healthcare facility. They didn't have anything to, and I'm like, what? And then I started talking to some of the girls there. They were using tissues for their periods. I'm like, what? And so leveraging my skills in communication, I started to rally around, started telling stories about these things that I was seeing in these spaces. And then people were just willing to support. Like, oh my God, I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of that. And then Communal Health Support Scheme was born. As at that time, you know, just doing outreaches, And this will take me now to your second question. If I skip anyone, just drag me back. So this question where you say, um, where did we used to be in health? Yep. And where are we now? Oh my God! Now we're at a place I never imagined. Hmm. I never saw coming. Like I did. Maybe, maybe because I wasn't. I didn't have the experience. Maybe because I wasn't in some in some circles. Maybe because I wasn't exposed to some things. Because like working with helium, for example opened my eyes to see so much and for people wondering helium is a health tech startup yeah making sure that the african space in fact global now because just moved to the GCT market is accelerated when it comes to digitization so you have technology tools you have data backing your decisions in healthcare so i mean Back again, like go back, go back, go back, yeah, go back. That was just a little again <laughs> a of little her bio, bitter. right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that I did not include, but now she's giving us the honors. Yeah, so All um, right, thank you. Now
0: when a place I never saw coming, like I wanted to speak with a doctor when the health insurance doctora and then they sent me a telemedicine link. Um and I gladly visited my doctor using my phone. You know, so we've really, really come we've accelerated, right? We've just come from zero and we've gone to hundred um things that people have been fighting for like oh we can use technology oh you can reach a doctor this way people have been fighting for that for like years now and nothing it seemed like nothing was going to work but here we are now right so as that as i when we started communal health support scheme which was in 2019 officially we were going into communities doing medical outreaches you know all of this was done person person you know but when covid hit in 2020 we had to pause mm. i would not risk the lives of people working you know doing the things that they love to support i won't risk the lives of those people by putting them in a place where they now become susceptible to getting infected for something that we didn't even understand so we had to halt it we had to halt with going into communities and what we started to do there was start to partner with a couple of other organizations um, with the ncdc just make sure that we're able to drive some level of awareness and that's where tech started to happen for us big time because we started to do like awareness banners we launched our emergency response covid19 initiative where we were giving hand sanitizers and it bunch of other preventive mm. um, preventive items to people in these communities anyway and even now we have portals so for everything a volunteer does they go on the portal and log it in this is something that was not there at the start of communal health support scheme and also for a lot of other health health facing organizations you know people were manually entering public health records. Like you go somewhere, HIV, for example, and then you have to enter manually, paper and viral. But now you see that everything is becoming digitized. You you go and see your doctor. I, I went to this hospital close to Yaba recently. Not recently, maybe like last year. And I was surprised. After the test, the doctor just sent me my reports yeah via email. I'm like, wow. Yeah. So healthcare is shifting is. big time. In fact, it's shifted and yeah. it will continue to evolve, will continue to grow, we'll continue to do so much more because we're just like realizing so much that we could do with technology. I mean now people are even beginning to pay attention to data. What is data saying? Mm. You know, these are things that people have been shouting for years. Guys, you can't just make decisions. You know, for example, um, Jessica, you are the doctor. Not even doctor. Maybe you're a politician. Your state is a kitty state, for example. And then someone is like, oh, we need a lump sum of 50 million naira for healthcare projects. And you're like, oh, what do you want to do? I think we'll do maternal health. I think we'll do NCD. Hmm. Uh, ah, you'll be nice, so. Oh. Us actually support disabled people, but then what's the data saying? So mm-hmm. now policymakers will ask you, We want to see data, we want to know what's happening, and then not see data, paper, and bio because it takes years mm-hmm. to conjure that. In fact, we've we, we're starting to see a drop in medical errors because. Have you seen some doctors and writing? You can't even read it. But now moving to tech, I mean, there's just there's just a lot yeah. going
1: on. I feel like a lot going on. at this point, you've answered another ah! question, which is like, what is what has technology done? But then you already mentioned I like mean the talk shift, about yeah. the shift that's happened, talk about getting your um your reports via email. I got one, like I went for the test and all of that, and surprisingly, I got my results via email. And I'm like, really? Because I thought I was going to have to go back there to get my results and all of that and see the doctor. But I didn't have to do all of that. It was sent to my email. I could talk to a doctor on phone. Talk about my test. I'm like... Thank you, technology. Thank you for making things easier. And you just talked about that. And so, thank you very much for mentioning that. So, straight up, I'll just go into what data is saying right now Mm. about Nigeria's health sector. According to a report by Tech Cabal in 2020, this says that the Nigeria's health sector is underfunded Mm. and there aren't enough doctors. It says there are 23,640 hospitals. In Nigeria, and to think that our population is how many again? Well, mm. like two hundred million people, and this number of doctors or hospitals, and then take it to Twitter where you see doctors every day talking about leaving the country, talking about oh, I'm not being paid well in here. UK is calling me, Canada is calling me, and again, people leaving. Every and those day. guys
0: are doing a good job <laughs> of calling, like they make you good offers. So, yeah, I
1: so how where does that leave the health sector in Nigeria? I mean, technology is doing great, but we still need the human factor, right? Or do you think technology can really? Eradicate that. Oh impact.
0: no, no, no! I wouldn't say that technology can eradicate the workforce, as it were, like human beings, like take over the work of humans. No, I wouldn't say that. What I would say rather is that technology can optimize efficiency, like make you function at optimum levels. And to be told that was the case, or that report. Hmm. Can I really say that report is valid now? Well, yes, because I myself. Did did a look at what's gone on or what's been happening with the health tech space or like healthcare generally. And while Nigeria is celebrating wins, oh my God, we raised so and so and so billion in (laughs) 2021 or the African space as a whole. You see that health tech innovations, health tech solutions only raised about 9%. Mm. of the entire there yeah was going to fintech i guess <laughs> <laughs> let's take a <it> dab <laughs> fintech is taking every single thing but examining that critically i would hold it on two main problems so yes to your question yes yes and yes the health tech space is still underfunded um however the problem lies with the investors as much as it lies with the providers of the solutions
1: as much the as... The investors in, or the government? I'm like, hold while, on. there? Shouldn't it be the government first before the so investors? Because investors feel like they're helping. So you for know? I, I'll
0: just cap it as stakeholders. <laughs> I'll cap it as stakeholders. So <laughs> investors or oh, the government or oh, all of that, I'll cap it stakeholders. And when I say stakeholders, I'm talking about patients Okay. we ourselves consumers i'm talking about the payers who are like the investors and co i'm talking about the providers your doctors your nurses people like that um and i'll start picking the problem one after the other
1: first <laughs> now wait, when, when you said that i'm like okay we're not going to leave here today because no, no, i feel no, like no, no, no. every day know, in health there are problems it's, but okay let's no, it's, okay. Going, to be, it's okay. going to
0: be very short okay. and i'm going to try and wrap things up into oh, like right. the major inefficiencies that I've seen. Okay. So on the patient side, or from like my point of view as a consumer, am I really, really, really embracing technology or innovations that I'm seeing these days? Um, but then now eh, the way it is, I'm just thinking about it and I'm like, this is a this is this is a very complex problem because now I've given that as one of the problems. A lot of people are not buying into technology. And I'll give you a very good example. COVID-19.
1: We have vaccines, but then everybody's skeptical on taking them. I was just thinking in my head, I told my mom the other day, you know what, I need to go get verses, get the second dose. And she's like, no, somebody in my shop said that her colleague died when he took the vaccine. I'm like, what? What? (laughs) Mommy, no, don't do this to me. Don't say this outside. She's like, no, I'm not going to take it though. I cover you with the blood of Jesus. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, like that's that's the the thing you'd hear
0: from Mm. a lot and a lot and a lot of people. So human beings were not quick to embrace change Mm -hmm. and with the way technology is rapidly accelerating is scary. So that's that. And again, when you look at the Nigerian man, or like nigerians as a whole we sort of have this god will protect you mentality mm-hmm. we don't prepare for worst case scenarios that's like why insurance also has not been as successful because everybody's like ah eh my car will have god for Nothing b happened. never so that's how we think about things right which is been one of the problems that innovators are having because if your if their solutions are not being rapidly Accepted and adopted, investors will now not want to invest because they're like, ah, we cannot see your track record. We are not seeing how quickly you scale. So how can we now put our money in what we do (laughs) not even understand? You know? And then on the side of the government, they're also not making this landscape fair enough for the game to be played. I feel like the government should even back us up with policies. It was recently that they amended the NDPR law. So NDPR law is like something that has to do with data. So like how your data is secure, all of that. The US or um, the UK, for instance, they have the GDPR, you know, ba- their, that regulation backs their data. But here in Nigeria, I don't even know, you know, so one the government is not creating policies that would cause health tech solutions thrive, you know. And I feel like, The only way we can solve this problem of underfunding in the healthcare space is first, increasing adoption by users. Because once people start to see the benefits, once people start to see the importance of technology for their health, then people will start to jump at it. Like, I wanted to travel recently and I had to do a COVID. My friend had to. I didn't have to do a COVID test because I'm fully vaccinated. My friend had to do a COVID test because she wasn't. And it was a hassle. I just messaged health tracker on Instagram. I'm like, I want to get a test done. Boom, boom, boom. They were in my house. They got my samples or my friend's samples. And it was so beautiful. So the more people start to use tech the Mm. more they see that wow my life is easier or my life gets Mm. easier but to get here to get to a point where you need to drive adoption there has to be some level of funding and we cannot get that level of funding without the government creating policies that will support the innovators number two even investors have to just like look beyond the metrics Mm. and say oh this is a problem that is worth solving. This is the marketplace for this problem and still support regardless. And then on the side of the innovators, you have to consistently push, consistently leverage storytelling, communications, marketing strategies mm-hmm. so that what you've created, I would love to use it. Like if Health Tracker did not put themselves out there, I wouldn't know about them.
1: Yep. Yeah. Do you get it? Definitely. So, too.
0: That's just where we are. But I do agree with you that health tech is underfunded. And I I feel like I have distilled, (laughs) and this is just surface level. Okay. Like there's so much that we still have to do in the healthcare space. And I mean, like, yeah, I would, I would be like that. <laughs> I, feel I, like, can, I feel like I feel like, when I start to talk about health
1: issues, it's just always like, I, I mean, can I keep going on and on. I can feel your passion because like, oh my God, this needs to be done. And I can really feel the energy. So that is amazing to listen to, you know. But then let's talk about a little bit more about the innovators, you know. Mm-hmm. I know every day somebody is building something that does something in fintech. Is it uh, something that helps you transfer money outside Nigeria, something that helps you transfer money within Nigeria, something that helps you to budget, something that helps you to do stuff. But then when it comes to health, how are people innovating? Are they actually like, I don't know how many, is it? I don't know if it's because of the investors. Or because of the people like you said but do we really have those in tech or in health sectors that can imagine and say oh i want to build a solution that does this are there enough i know you know sometimes i hear people say things like oh we have enough fintech in Nigeria. Don't open another one. Don't do another thing that this one is already doing. But I never hear people say that about uh, health. About healthcare. Health tech. True. So what is happening is that the innovators are not innovating. Is that there's? I mean, you've already mentioned there are a lot of problems to be solved. So why are people not actively looking for ways to, you know, use technology to actually solve these problems? Hmm. I will say that again. I think I've
0: mentioned this prior. Healthcare is a very complex landscape. Mm. And what makes it worse is that you need to be simple in your solutions. Mm. So one of the major problems, I don't think people are not thinking about the healthcare problems. People are. But when you look at how to circumvent the whole process like when i say circumvent like this is the long way to do it okay how can i shorten it how can i make it more effective when you look at the work it will take you to do because as we are right now the space is fragmented doctors are here pharmacists are here nurses are here everybody's fighting with each other <laughs> and that's not the only problem that you have you have the issue or you have the problem even on the consumer level let me give you a very good case scenario I'm just an innovator. I want to create a platform that will help Jessica get to her provider quicker. By the time you create that platform and you want to now start onboarding providers, you know, so that Jessica can reach her providers, you then start to see more problems. Like maybe even at some point you discover that mm, Jessica's internet. Is bad. She cannot really connect. <laughs> or you realize that the provider himself does not even know how to use a technological solution. Okay, hmm. You fix it, you say that you want okay, this is how the providers will now get this problem. You then realize that the person does not have lights. You know, so the healthcare space is faced with so much infrastructural problems. Mm-hmm. That's probably why a lot of people get discouraged because I feel like people are thinking about the problems. People are thinking, thinking, oh, what can I do better? This is what I want to do better. But by the time you step into it, a lot of infrastructural challenges just get... You will be so surprised. Like now, somebody comes to report the case of molestation or healthcare, like public health issue, rape. And then... You try to solve the problem. Of course, for the victim, you, let's say, quickly run a test to be sure that everything is fine. That's one problem. That's one side of health. There's still the mental aspect of things. There's still the social so, um, social side of things. Maybe the person is our uncle, you know, and she has to leave our uncle's house. Where will she go to? Just, just, just a lot of problems because healthcare is at the intersection of education, finance um every other sector transportation you know healthcare is just in the middle and everything revolves around wow. healthcare so which is why again i really really would want more people to get into the healthcare space mm-hmm. honestly the problems are enormous but like you have organizations like Helium Health building that digital infrastructure so that you as an innovator can come and build on. Do you, mm. get, you, you are not starting from the scratch. You literally have solutions. You literally have credits that you can leverage on. You literally have so many things that you can leverage You're not starting from the bottom. But the thing is, we still have to keep pushing for the government to be more involved in the healthcare sector. Mm-hmm. Because without government... Taking this responsibility is going to be very, very, very difficult. Because, as I said, you're not just building a health tech solution, you're also building something that cuts to education because you want to get people well educated about the problems. And this is where I would also say that like if we look at fintech, why fintech has thrived so well, is because they have a network of themselves. Like um inter switch pay stack you know they just keep
1: you yeah off the other. they keep
0: building off one another mm-hmm. they keep collaborating you know i don't see why a health tracker um i don't really call names honestly because <laughs> i'm not trying to do brand advertising. But i'm just saying off the top of my head um i don't see why solutions cannot let's say leverage with research institutions leverage with educational institutions just to build that wholesome you know we don't have to go every time to start from the bottom yep yeah because that would make us not grow as fast as we want to so in this space everybody has their solutions let's just keep you know Doing working together. closely which 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 is where i'll conclude on the importance of ecosystems in the healthcare space so we need an ecosystem. We need to be together. In fact, in that ecosystem, you'd be surprised that more innovators would now even continue to spring out because they're like, ah, now I can do this. Now I can do that. Oh, there's somebody to talk to. That's something, you know, so that's something that we really, really need. Thank you so much.
1: I feel like I want to give you a round of applause. (laughs) That's fine because you have taken us through a whole journey and I think we've been here for over 45 minutes. Like, thank you Oh my God, I have been talking for that long. (laughs) But it's been awesome. Like you said a lot and it just kind of like opens my eye and I'm sure the eye of everyone who is listening actually to the problems and also gives. I'm sure that if there's someone who's in tech right now, they're probably thinking about how they could use, you know, leverage technology to Mm be the solution, you know, how to be part of the ecosystem and all of that. So... It's been amazing listening to you. But then... Just like every other good thing, I guess. Every good thing comes to an end. How would they say it? I hope I'm, I'm oh, correct. I, I every good thing must not come to an end. <laughs> okay, Ms. okay. Well, how's that? What they... um Unfortunately... Okay, let me put it this way. Unfortunately, we must now we bring to wrap this up. to a close. But then I'm sure that you've learned a thing or two from listening to Loretta. Because I definitely have learned a lot and then i'm going to make sure to you know give this to my mom to listen to as well uh-huh. so make sure that Why your mom <laughs> because she has to know that oh she needs to accept technology uh-huh. you know and be more <laughs> open to it because i can imagine if they had sent the email to her she probably would not open her email until like one week after because she, she's not about that life and you know so if you're listening to this as well make sure to tell more people you know share with more people Please and do. just let's get everybody excited about what technology is doing in health. Yeah. And so, Loretta, I'll give you one last opportunity if you have one word to say right now. What's the one thing you'd say right now before to, wrapping up? To innovators, to innovators about like health the, About the health community, about the health tech in Nigeria. Not to sound like a thief or someone who loves money, but
0: there is so much untapped potential in this health tech market. Um, I was so Like in Nigeria alone, over 200 million people are here. Mm. In Africa, like you don't want to do that calculation, (laughs) the numbers are large. And I've always, there's one word or one thing that has always guided me. If it was easy to do, everybody will be doing it. And where you see problems, trust me. A percent one percent is seeing solutions and at the end of the day you say ah this person is a did the person the still person do ritual no they just were able to tap into opportunities and resources as at when they could covid has been a disaster yes but it has been an incident that really revolutionized how people started to see tech started to see health started to know that oh my god We've slacked with our structures and we need to build. So if there is a time for anybody to get building any solution, whether you are in health, whether you are in education, whether you are even in the creative economy, now is the time to start doing that. Mm. And I'll just advise you to start. It would be tough. It would be difficult. It would not be the easy journey. Because I feel like founders these days have a lifestyle love. just because they telling me that's me my page looks like someone that's always chopping life and chilling i'm like oh oh, 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 oh. so yes a lot of people just have this perception about tech like it's going to be you know remote oh, working digital nomad lifestyle but trust me there is work, work to, to be them. done and i just want to encourage you not to give up not mm. to be tired not to be laid back mm. instead be a disruptor be an innovator be someone that would constantly push to get the change that you want done i feel like i've said so
1: (laughs) more than a word of course (laughs) (laughs) all right but there you have it, guys that's it on today's episode of what the tech africa (laughs) all right then so i'll see you next episode yes bye bye guys
0: what the tech africa An Africa
1: Tech Radio podcast powered by Techno Nigeria. Stop at nothing.